Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another Monday Mini. Uh, and you know what? We uh, Annie, you recently did an episode, uh, a Monday Mini, about the board game industry, um, and more specifically with women and how a sexist industry that often discredits and excludes women from being a part of this industry and criticizes uh, women in this industry, or as you had said, <laughs> says that women don't do anything interesting and they don't yeah. include robots. <laughs> It's for shame. It's for it's shame. For shame. <laughs> because there are so many games that I play that have robots in them. Yeah. Spoiler Exclusively. <laughs> I never played a game with robots in it, so I don't understand. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a but very sure, interesting sure. critique. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. And in it, you mentioned uh, the game Wingspan um, and the creator, Elizabeth Hargrave. Uh, and we decided that we needed it obviously. So we actually did buy it. Um, just uh, as a reminder about this game, it was, again, created by designer Elizabeth Hargrave, and the art is done by Natalia Rojas and Anna Marie Martinez Jaramillo. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. And it's a beautiful, beautiful game. So here's a descriptor. Wingspan is a competitive, medium-weight, cards-driven, engine-building board game from designer Elizabeth Hargrave and Stonemeyer Games. It is the 2019 winner of the prestigious Kinnerspiel des Jahres Award, and I hope I said it right. Um, that is not the only award that they have won. They won Game of the Year in 2019 for um, Diamond Climber Award, the Dice Tower Award, it looks like a German-named award, and I'm not going to say it. Maybe Dutch. Uh, it also won for a Golden Geek Award uh, for several things. It, the expansion 
also won expansion of the year um, for Golden Geek Award, American Tabletop Awards for Strategy Game of the Year, and again in 2020, the expansion for Golden Geek Award, and this for um, Wingspan Oceania expansion as well. So they won tons of awards. Uh, when I was looking at their site, it looks like they're redoing some things because they're uh, different bird groups. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. Are taking out like Native American names for birds as well as people names for birds because it could be offensive. And so they're renaming some birds. And as mm-hmm. that happens, I believe Wingspan is correcting their cards as well. So I don't know what that will look like or if that's already happened. Um, but it's I believe it's been in the process for the last year. So I find that very uh, commendable as mm-hmm. well for them to keep up with it. But it is a gorgeous game, um, and it continues, it says, about the game. You are bird enthusiasts, researchers, bird watchers, ornithologists, and collectors seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your network of wildlife preserves. Each bird extends a chain of powerful combinations in one of your habitats. Actions. (laughs) These habitats focus on several key aspects of growth. Gain food tokens via custom dice in a bird feeder dice tower. Lake eggs using egg miniatures in a variety of colors. Draw from hundreds of unique birds, bird cards, and play them. The winner is the player with the most points after four rounds. And we actually did play this game. So when I bought this, I had like faltered about giving it as a gift. And in the end, I decided to keep it. I was Mm -hmm. like, I like this. I'm going to keep it. Thank you very much. (laughs) But so it was a Merry Christmas present to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But we did take it down to Florida and uh, my partner's family, big game people, uh, especially the siblings, love games. We play Catan often. We play at least... uh, 10 rounds of Uno, different types of Uno, including the really mean one, uh, Wild, All Wilds, Uh (laughs) y'all. If y'all get a chance, it's a a brilliant, shorter game, but it's mean. So if you don't have a great relationship, you may not want to play this game. Or if you need to get it out, you know, yelling out, that could be it. But we took this game. And it took us, I don't know if we were just tired. I don't know if it was just one of those moments. It took us forever to figure this game out. And and to me, kind of like Catan, which is Annie's favorite game, (laughs) um, was a sponsor at one point in time. And I guess we should put in here, none of these are current sponsors, perhaps one day, because I would love, uh, actually, we would love to have a sit down with uh, Elizabeth Hargraves. That would be really fun. But Mm -hmm. uh, like, it's one of those that you have to play through to realize what you're doing. And they do have startup cards, which Annie, you didn't play because uh, by this time, my partner and I had figured it out when we played with you. Mm-hmm. So we did like go through it, had some moments. It's it's uh, described as being one of the most relaxing card builder games. And <laughs> I will say the times that I've played it were not relaxing, but it is fun. <laughs> I think there were moments where we would just scream at each other about how relaxing we were or how relaxed we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really fun game. It is beautifully created. Like, the art is fantastic. Uh, very educational. Learned a lot about yeah. different birds. As per usual, I created my own names and my own ways of uh, describing things on the board so instead of calling it what it was I would just like yell out descriptors and once again Annie was the only one to really interpret what I was saying my partner couldn't even understand (laughs) when only Annie could Uh, (laughs) 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 we had moments it's fine it's fine it's fine Mm -hmm. 
I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But it is a really fun game, and we kind of wanted to take a time to review it since it is uh, one of the most highly regarded games uh, out there, especially created by mostly only women. So we love to see it. So, Annie, uh, I do want to ask, because you came in blind. You're like, what is happening? And my partner and I were kind of prepared. How did you feel from the start of the game to the end of the game? Well, it was very nice to play it with people who knew it. Uh, because that is one of the most stressful parts, I think, of um, playing a game is that first time or two where you're still, I don't know how, how this works. And I feel like I, di- I didn't understand it in the beginning. By the end, I understood it, I feel like. And I do want to play again because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay this makes sense. Um, it's, it's simple enough once you play it. And it was good because I had you two to correct me if I make a mistake. I actually think I could have won if I'd put the <laughs> eggs in the right place because I wasn't looking at the bonus yeah, thing. Bonus cards really helped. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice because it was good that I could play it 
and feel by the end like I got a pretty good grasp on it instead of still like annoyed or confused. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. The Last of Us was on the background. Yeah. There was alcohol for me. So the fact that oh, I could still, well. like, do you, pretty you good. You got second yeah. place. Of course, there was only three of us. But you beat out my partner. Because, yes, guess all. Yes, I won, y'all. <laughs> uh, I had so many eggs. I had played out my card perfectly where I would just have eggs yes. everywhere. And every action. Yeah, we did. Which, yeah. by the way, in the rules, it says, would you, um, in the unlikely event, you were to run out of eggs. And we have done that two out mm-hmm. of three times that we played this game and the last time was with only three players so i'm starting to think i might have done something wrong but like i had built up the deck where i would get free eggs every time certain things and actions would play Mm -hmm. so i gathered up all of my eggs (laughs) (laughs) she had a lot of eggs i had all the eggs um but yeah like it is when we first tried to play this game when i first tried to play this game nothing made sense to me. I had to try to play a video and it still didn't feel feel like very familiar to anything. And then uh, thank God for my partner's sister who went through it all and sat down with it and opened through it. And she really like worked through the game. Um, and we finally at the end of it got it. And I had a strategy. I'm still mad about this with the bonus cards. And I like backed out thinking that I needed other things. I would have won, but I didn't. I, I, bet I didn't. I was so upset. <laughs> but yeah, there is strategy to the game. If you look at the bonus cars, if you look at the uh, extra actions, like there's goals that you have per, and you get first, second, third. Mm-hmm. It is really well thought out. Like it is so put, well put together that as you move through it, you're like, oh, okay, this is better than I thought. This is easier than I thought. Um, it's just knowing where to go and how to start. Because honestly, a uh, long time ago, I want to say over a year ago, my partner knew about this game, had been reading about this game. And I was like, hey, we should play this. And he got it for Steam Deck. And so we did play it. I had no idea what was going on. The playthrough went through because it kind of does it for you and tells you what you should do. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to do right. that. Okay. okay. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> that's kind of how that right. went. And I had no idea uh, what was happening. And he won and I got mad. So I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a sore loser, but between being confused and still not knowing how to play by the second round and him winning, hmm. it was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. Um, <laughs> but now that I've played through it, now we've gotten all of the items. They have the cutest little birdhouse that you create to do the uh, dice. And you're like, oh, this is how you do this. And trying to play it out. And then if you're trying to go after people, because you're like, even though you're playing your own board, and that's kind of how it is, you build, you just don't mind your own, you can make it still competitive and like watching what they're doing. And then like, if they need certain types of food or whatever, you're like, yeah, you can't have that <laughs> uh, type of thing. But it is it is a very fun mm-hmm. uh, put together game. It, it's amazing. Like the art, uh, the strategy, the thought process. I cannot imagine. I would love to have a sit down uh, with Hargraves and ask, like, how long did this take to process? Because creating a game with that much pieces, with that many pieces to it, uh, and then building it up with all of those cards and researching all of those birds, I could only imagine the level it takes mm-hmm. to get to there. Yeah, and it's, for anyone listening who is, you have no idea what we're talking about, when I first saw what this game was, I was like, what? Um, so it's one of those games where you kind of have to play it. But yeah, essentially you're just, you got some birds and you're trying to, you know, get make your best bird flock that you can. Uh, but it was interesting because yesterday I hung out with a friend of ours 
And he brought up this game. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. He was like, you know what? We should play Wingspan. And he was saying like he and his wife love it. And uh, he lives near a friend of the show, Joe McCormick, who is also in my D&D <laughs> campaign. Um, and he will go over there with Joe and his wife and they'll all play it together. Um, but he was like, I learned so much about <laughs> <You> birds. <do. laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> you do. It's you true. learn so much about birds. Uh, again, I don't know any names for the birds, but I've learned a lot about birds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, That's by fun. the way, uh, so <laughs> it looks like uh, according to the Wikipedia that was set up for them, uh, so Wingspan was positively received commercially and sold 44,000 copies worldwide over three printings in the first month of its release with the publisher issuing a public apology for not having more copies available. The game had sold around 200,000 copies worldwide by the end of 2019. By March 2021, sales of Wingspan had reached 600,000 and 1.3 million by September 2021, which is the highest number of copies sold for Stonemaier games. So it jumped from 600,000 to 1.3 million in about six months. That's amazing. So I can't imagine where it's at today. I'm sure it's even giant, more giant numbers um, because we are growing fans of this game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the expansions include the European, so Wingspan European expansion, and then the other expansion. And it had, how do you say it again? Because I cannot say this word. Oceania, although I think that is specific pronunciation and it's not the American English pronunciation. <laughs> this is where I know I don't do like science and conservation science very well because I'm like, I don't know any of these words. <laughs> I've never said these out loud. <laughs> yep, that's what a podcast will teach you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then the uh, digital versions were sold in 2020 to Steam and Switch. Uh, apparently it also has it on Android. Maybe huh. I need to go find it and play it on my own. And uh, according to Slate, as of August 2021, uh, Wingspan had sold 125 thousand combined copies of digital editions on the platforms combined. So I'm sure it's a lot more now. Um, And they also have expansions um, on the different platforms. So if you are interested, as you should be, you should definitely go and try this game. If you like uh, building expansion, it does have four rounds. So you do build up point systems, but it's really fun. It is a gorgeous, it is gorgeous artwork. But yes, so with all of that, you should go and, and and definitely definitely purchase this game because it is well worth the money, the the time, and the learning curve. Because I've seen like I'm not the only person who was really confused, so yeah, <laughs> feel better about that. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over six million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. 
It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I just quickly wanted to mention a second game that we played over the Christmas because it had pretty high reviews. And I feel like I did not know this. There is a huge community of people who love this game, Annie. I figured out that there's like <laughs> Instagram followings for this, which the game is called Dutch Blitz, which I made Annie play one round. We didn't make too much because it was getting late night and everybody was getting tired and I was the only <laughs> one really excited by it. <laughs> so, yes, the game was Dutch Blitz, which essentially is like speed or solitaire with a group of people. Um, here's something from an article written by uh, for the uh, strategist titled, This card game threatens to tear my family apart, but we can't stop playing it. So... They say Dutch Bliss is essentially a simultaneous play version of what the manufacturer describes as, quote, very energetic solitaire. It was invented by a German optometrist to teach his children numbers and colors, so it's incredibly simple. Each player selects one of four decks denoted by a pump, carriage, pell, or plow. They then lay out three groups of cards referred to the post, blitz, or wood piles. The main objective is to use your blitz pile to build as many cards in ascending order, 1 through 10, in the same respective colors as the center Dutch pile that everyone plays into. You can help clear your blitz pile by moving cards, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
but they have alternate between the Pennsylvania Dutch boy and girl drawings on each card. Uh, the game ends when a player has gotten rid of their blitz pile and shouts, Blitz! And they go on to say, I've since introduced the game to at least 10 people. I've brought it to bars and on hikes. I've ordered packs to get to friends going through tough times that involve waiting. I'll persuade my husband to play a few hands between meetings as we both work from home and are slugging through the day. The dopamine hit from a two-minute game gives me a euphoric separation from the stress of my Outlook box. And it is. This game is intense and really goes through. My partner has a hard time with it, and I think it's because he, I, I'm pretty sure he has ADD, ADHD. So trying to watch everybody makes him anxious because he's feeling like he's trying so far behind, but he's watching everything. As for me, I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I grew up with speed and was very competitive with my brothers to the point like he would throw packs of cars at me when I would win. Mm-hmm. And I love to win. You know this. I love to win. <laughs> yes, but this is also from a blog called Drunken Minnow Blog. That's the name of it. And they explain, it is not Dutch. It hails from the Mennonites of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and the title refers to Pennsylvania Dutch, the dialect spoken there, which also isn't Dutch, but is properly known as Pennsylvania Deutsch or Pennsylvania German, though the provenance of the term is under some dispute. That, however, would make you think that these Mennonites originally came from Germany. Some of them did come from the South Germany, but in Mennonite circles, all of these ethnic Mennonites are considered the Swiss Mennonites. There are other Mennonites who came from the North and actually do have Dutch lineage, but the Dutch ones didn't make the Dutch Blitz game. And so that's, they wouldn't into it all completely. <laughs> um, and they go on to explain, Blitz, of course, is German for lightning. The title of the game is not reference to Nazi bombing tactics. You could be forgiven for the confusion, but it would be a very different game. And Mennonites wouldn't play it. I suppose it could be a reference to the Rotterdam Blitz. But like I said, it's not really a war game. And it's not Dutch. I keep saying this. According to the game's website, Dutch Blitz was created as an educational game to help teach children numbers and colors. Yes, we aim high in our educational aspirations. Mind you, given that colorblindness isn't all that uncommon around Amish and Swiss Mennonites, it was perhaps a very high aspiration after all. I found that interesting. And yeah, the game in itself, is <laughs> it literally describes it on the box. A very good game. And y'all, I'm not... <laughs> trying to make mean by right. uh, make fun of anything, but it literally G O O T game is how they put it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because I didn't want to bring it up. I really enjoyed the game, but uh, my partner's brother, who is very like oh like self aware and talks a lot about like you know intersectional feminism himself, was where like camps calling at one point where you do the boy girl boy girl. He's like, this is really gendered. This is really gendered, and it is. It is very gendered, and interestingly, and it was not created uh, like way back when. It was like 2006, I believe, is when it came out. So you would think like that's an interesting tactic, I guess. But it was a simple way of doing because in solitaire you do suits, so different color suits, mm-hmm. uh, the black and the red. So you can't really do that with this game. I guess his only thought was like, okay, we'll do boy, girl, boy, girl. And yeah, it is exactly like has that Dutch outfit. Is it Dutch outfits or is it Mennonite outfits? Well, sounds like we are forgiven for being confused. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not. So it's a very interesting game that is really fun to play. Um, And the other writer, the strategist, 
in strategist said they that they re- recently scrolled and saw on uh, Instagram hashtag Dutch Blitz with enthusiasts who play and show this off. And apparently there are groups that play together. There are like people that come together to play this game together. So I found that interesting because I know we talked about with Werewolf. Yeah. That has occurred. But they the, there's groups for Dutch Bliss. And I wonder if, how you play that. <laughs> like that or if they just show off what they're playing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's an interesting game. I did find it interesting with the gendered things. I was like, huh, is there specifics to this or is it just literally like, let's just do this? Um, I guess in, uh, as he called it, in Mennonite culture, perhaps it's not, I mean, it's not obviously a big deal. It just is. Because I don't know about the queer culture in the Mennonite community. That's something to look into. Mm-hmm. But I did find this game interesting and also wanted to kind of talk about it as well. Um, there is a possible drinking game with this, Annie, <laughs> that the Mennonite blogger wrote. And I thought it was interesting and I wanted to kind of talk about it because he creates a drink called the Dutch Blitz. And it's uh, Dutch Geneva Gin Rhubarb Soda Pop, which I've seen it. I've never had it. And then you put those together in a shot glass, and one ounce of each, and then um, quick, quickly put your hand over the shot, lift up and slam hard on the table, drink while still fizzing, is the, uh, is the, is the directions. And it says, this drink encapsulates the sense of triumph upon finishing your deck and yelling blitz. It has bite, but also good humor. It's not a game of bitterness. The next round will begin again soon enough. And it says, I do not suggest that you drink this while playing Dutch Blitz. I feel like he just told us to, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like once a round is done. Maybe. Then you do it. And but then, then you can play again. again. I guess so. But not during. I just thought when he said yelling <laughs> Blitz, and that's when the end of the game. But okay. Mm. I guess maybe not throughout. But yeah, the, he added a whole drinking game. So there you go. If you, we need options. <laughs> I just need to find rhubarb soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... Make it interesting because it's already moving pretty fast. I, I feel like I was fast. like, I would look at a card, I'd look around. Well, you are okay. also just learning. We didn't get a second round of that because <laughs> we wanted to show you what it was. And I did have to say, hey, Annie, you have this, this, and this in mm-hmm. your hand because we couldn't move until you moved. And I was ready for you to move. <laughs> chilling, you were chilling. That was nice. I was like, ah. <laughs> what was Maybe funny, though, is my partner losing it <laughs> and seeing that you had like three cards placed down. And he looked, stop it. Stop it! Because he couldn't figure out what was happening. Yeah. It's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But there you go. There's two game reviews that uh, I thought would be fun. Stick around, because in the next one, we're going retro. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I was explaining this game that we'll be talking about to my friend. And he was like, this is a real game? Yes. I was burned, even though I won. I was burned. You won twice. Yes. Well, you'll have to stick around and listen for for learning more about what happened, what went down that night. Um, but in the meantime, we always love getting game recommendations from all of yes. you. Yes. Oh, we got some really good ones I've been meaning to share with you. Okay, okay. Oh, it's coming up. I think we'll do a listener <gasps> mail and put them in there. But yes, um, so keep those coming. 
You can email us at Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I've Never Told You. We have a tea public store and we have a book. Uh, thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.